Hey Ty, grab another log. Oh hey everyone, welcome to Round the Campfire, where we sit back and think about the mysteries of life. Um, I am your host, John Green, and this is my co-host, Ty. Hey everybody, how's it going? How you doing, John? Oh, I'm doing good. How you doing? Good, good. Uh, my understanding is that we actually got someone uh, to email us, right? Yes, we have quite a few questions from the mailbag. And if anyone doesn't know about the mailbag, you can email us at askroundthecampfire at gmail.com. And we will get the questions from there and answer them um, here while we sit around the campfire together. Uh, so tonight we have a few questions here. And I think uh, I'll go first. And okay. I, I'm not sure I know your opinion on this, so this should get interesting. <clears throat> Do you think opposite genders can maintain a friendship without developing a love interest? And that's from Alyssa. Uh, so I would say as a general rule of thumb to sort of summarize everything, I would say that for women, the answer is yes, they can. Um, I'm a little more pessimistic about the guys though. Um, cause I mean, tell me if this is, um, tell me if this is true. Okay. Okay. Generally guys don't like hanging out with girls unless they are somewhat attracted to them. Is that fair? Um, I mean, not necessarily like, unless they're like funny or something. Yeah. Or just, like, I, I'd... fun. I think it's just a rule of thumb. Girls are much more capable of being friends with guys. Um, guys tend to get caught up in their feelings, as the kids say these days. Um, personally, I have one friend that is a girl that I am not interested in. Like, just friends. Um, I don't really have any other friends that are girls. I don't have any oh. other friends that are girls. I'm like nice, like I have coworkers that are girls and they're like fun. I'm cordial with them, but they're not like my friends. What do you think? Um, I think that you're right. I think guys definitely do. Because I'm, I mean, if you're with someone for an extended amount of time, like you may look at them differently, but I think that you can definitely just be friends and not have that ruin anything. I just see a lot of a lot of girls say this to me all the time. These are like f people that are coworkers. They're always like, "Oh yeah, like I thought this guy was like my friend for so long, and then all of a sudden he said like, oh, like I have feelings for you or something." There's so many girls that complain about that, where they're like, "I just want to be friends with guys," and they just can't <laughs> because you know, the I, guys they just can't. I think that's because our brains like work differently and like for guys, for example, when, when you meet someone like we don't put them in a category of this person is a friend or this person is a romantic like interest right away that can like develop over time and we're kind of open to change on it. But for girls, I think it's much more of a distinct category very early on. And so when they make up their mind about that, they don't really see like signs that a, a one of their friends is interested because to them it's like totally platonic and they've already shut that door. Um, which is what some people call the friend zone, quote unquote. 
Oh, no. Uh, when they're in that category. And then, but I think for guys, I don't think there is two hard categories. I think it's much more of a, um, I mean, there's black, white, and then a gray intermediary um, area. And I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. What do, what do you think about that? I think that's true. I definitely think that's true. Um, personally, this was so long ago. Uh, I was friends uh, with this girl that I was not attracted to physically and then just hanging out with her she was so fun that i became uh like physically attracted to her and then we started to date Um, right so it does definitely you can move the goalposts for guys definitely i i think that's a good point that girls are have it kind of settled right out the gate where they're just like "Mm, friend and uh, guys don't i don't think they we operate on that on that wavelength too much no i don't think so either all right, let's open up another one. Did I just hear Siri in the background? Yeah, that was an accident. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> all right, this one's from Alex, all right? Ooh, back, still kind of on relationship stuff. Do you think that people are made for each other? No, I don't. I th- I don't think that you have in what everyone thinks is a soulmate quote unquote, I don't think that exists. I don't think there's a person out there that's specially made just for you. And you guys are soulmates from birth. Like, I think that's all complete nonsense. Um, but I think that you get to choose your soulmate. Like when you marry him, because like, especially looking at this from a Catholic lens, like that's what marriage is. The, like the binding of two people. And so I think the, you choose who your soulmate is, but you don't have this soulmate out there waiting for you. Yeah. It's not like I, I agree with you. I wish I didn't agree so we could discuss it more, but yeah, to imply that there is a soulmate is to imply that you can get it wrong. Like you missed him. Ah, dang. I got divorced. She wasn't my soulmate. I got to keep looking. I, I don't believe that to be true. I find that as I get older, um, when you're younger, you kind of think that there is that ideal and that it's hard to find like connection with someone and to get along with them. But as you get older, you kind of look around and you realize like, I can get along and like, I can get along with these people fine. Like I have options. It's not like there's someone waiting. Like, I mean, just think of it in like the, the, like history, like People that grew up in little tiny villages and they only knew like a cup, I don't know, like 30, 40 people. They just happened to find the soulmate right there in that town. No, they picked someone and they made it work. Yep. Totally agree. Non-controversial thoughts, people. This is common sense. Your soulmate is not out there. (laughs) All right. Um, The next question from Becky. When, if ever... Is it okay to break the law? Oh man. Uh, ooh. I guess it depends on the type of law. When is it? What was it again? You said when is it okay? When, if ever, is it okay to break the law? Um, oof. we're getting into some muddy waters here. I guess if it's for the greater good but then you can get into a lot of problems with that line of thinking 
Um, but like thinking of something like really simple here. Um, yeah. Like if, if you know that someone's like in danger and you're going to like, you have to get to them. So you're going to speed and break the law. Yeah, of course. I'm trying to think of other scenarios. I think it's, there's certain instances where it is okay. I find it hard to get specific. What do you think? Um, well, I think the purpose of a law is to order society into, um, to be as just as it can. So all laws have to be like just. And so I think the second a law like does not become just anymore or becomes is I guess all laws have to be morally good. And then as soon as the law is not morally good, then it cannot be just. So you don't have like you can't follow it. That makes it sense. Is the way I kind of look at it. Can you think of like an example? Um, I, I could think of like like Nazi Germany and like go <laughs> you know, you're breaking the law if you're hiding uh Jews. It's like, well, it's probably a good thing that you're breaking the law. It's definitely a good thing. It's an that's an immoral law, right? Right. Can you think of like something else like not as extreme? Maybe something more day to day? Something more day to day. Cause I'm I you can make the distinction with really big stakes. So like you're hiding a Jew. That's like, of oh, course. Yeah, here's here's one. So, and it's actually really small stakes. So, Jordan Peterson became kind of a inter- international superstar academic, strangely enough, based off his opposition to a bill in Canada. Yes. And what the bill was is that you had to call trans people by their preferred pronoun. Like the law mandated that you call them by the preferred pronoun. Compelled and his, speech. Yeah, it was compelled. And the opposition to that, or his opposition opposition to that, and mine as well, is that no, at no point throughout all of Western jurisprudence have we ever allowed the government to tell to command us to utter certain words. At no point, and there are certain words that you can't say in certain situations. Um, and I know everyone's thinking, oh, like seeing fire in a crowded movie theater. But no, that that's actually bad case law now, so that's not true anymore. Um, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I guess that pretty much summarizes my opinion. And like looking back at history, too, um, I'm sorry for I don't know people's names. Who was the black woman that sat on the bus that she wasn't allowed to? Um, Rosa Parks. Yes, there's a perfect example right there where it's like, hey, I'm not going to follow the law. You know, because it's wrong. Yeah. So, so there very, are very, there are it, exceptions. It's a very tiny law. Yep. There Absolutely. are exceptions, people. Go test the waters. See if there's any other laws you can break, um, and it'd be okay. And then uh, email us back the um, <laughs> your findings. All right. This one's from Jeremy. Oh man. Whew, I don't know the answer to this. What is the most important lesson to teach a child? Um, That's a tough I th- one. I think that it's in, I saw these questions beforehand, so I kind of thought on this since I saw it earlier. And I think that it's the relationship between 
suffering and meaning and that you you don't look to be happy in life. You look to find meaning and that's how you'll truly be happy in the long run. And because uh, hmm. I, I think that you know, once, once you look at the dichotomy bec- between suffering and meaning, dude, it's, it's incredible, man. Cause with, with every bit of suffering, it, if you take it up with like voluntarily, it becomes not suffering anymore because you're doing it for a purpose in the long run. You're doing it for something meaningful and you can actually get meaning and joy out of suffering, which I think is a really cool concept. So that way, if you look at it like that, you can pretty much make any day-to-day activity like something worth doing. Would you say that a simpler version of that is life isn't fair? Not like as like a negative statement, but just, hey, life isn't fair. Things are not going to end up fair for you, and it, that's okay. You know, you deal with it, you learn from it, and move on. Well, that I think that's like a simpler version of that. Not as uh, deep, but it sort of imparts almost the same life lesson. Um, uh, yeah, I definitely think it's similar. I would say probably... One of the biggest things I'm going to teach my kids is life is not about you. Um, you come essentially last compared to everyone else around you. So it's not life is not a selfish endeavor of what you can get out of it for yourself. It's about making things better for other people. And um, I think that's something that's kind of lost in some of these younger generations. They're so focused on themselves. It's nuts. I sound like an old man when I say that. Yeah, these but, damn kids. Yeah, but they're social media. <laughs> um, but that that kind of it is like that nowadays. It, it's social media has just really made these kids just. It's all about them, and they're posting videos of like they're dancing, and they're like, oh, "I only had well, six hundred people watch that," and it's like, "Well, yeah, I, it's a it's appealing, man." Like TikTok, for example, with the algorithm, you can become an overnight sensation with the stupidest video. And like so, that why guy would drinking you orange juice or whatever cranberry juice? Oh yeah, on like, a scooter or whatever uh, yeah. skateboard. <laughs> and yeah, and he became like huge because of that. So it, I think it's it's crazy that that generation has to deal with that from such an early age where they can carry around something that can make them known by millions upon millions of people in an instant um, just by recording or doing something stupid or like dangerous or illegal. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. anyway, back to it, I would I would probably – tell my kids that life is not about you. It's about others. Um, I have a, did you not a, like what I had to say, Ty? I liked what you had to say. It was very deep, <laughs> too oh, deep. Is that the end? You're like, Oh, anyway, <laughs> it was too deep for me. Oh, sorry. Continue. <laughs> no, for me, it was just like, Whoa, that's making a lot of sense. Kind of frying my brain a little bit. Um, but what I was going to say was no one emailed us this. I just was just thinking about this. John, you're planning on having kids, right? I am. Okay. I am as well. When are you going to let your kids have a cell phone? Like when I say cell phone, I mean smartphone. They may be junior or senior year when they have like a car. Okay. That's wise. I th- I think I agree. Dang it. We keep agreeing. We're supposed to disagree. <laughs> 
but I, well, I'm I, not I don't, I don't think there's any any need for a kid to have a smartphone. What about a flip phone? I think that's much more reasonable. I think I'd let my kids have at a relatively young age a phone uh, with a keyboard so they could like text people without doing that. Cr- what was that crazy thing we used to do with the nine digits? Like what was that pattern or language called? You mean where you press like one once and it's an A and twice yeah. and B and I don't know what it's called. Anyways, I want my kids to at least have something with a keyboard so they can, you know, get a girl's or boy's number. Well, I'm not going to have girls get a uh, girl's number and text them but and call me if they need something. But no way, dude. I'm not letting them have a smartphone. Junior, senior year is a good one, I'd say. Yeah, I think so. And only only when they get a car because then they're driving around and, you know, anything can happen. And maybe they need to call um, because there's an emergency. So, yeah, I think you definitely got to kick it down the road. Mm. Mm, yeah. mm, How many mm. kids do you want? Uh, three or four. Hmm. How about you, I want an army, dude. I want like as, as many as I can get, <laughs> and I want all of them to has have as many as they can have. An army, and huh? It'll just multiply. The green gene will go on. How many boys? uh, How many girls? Oh, I've I've no idea. I'm not as confident as you. In the the, uh, old wives' tales. Yeah, apparently my dad has a method. (laughs) He won't tell me. (laughs) Too graphic for you. (laughs) I'll tell you when you get married. Thanks, Uh, Dad. My whole my. My high school football coach told me about it and he had all boys and he told his friends about it and they all had boys. It works. So. Man. Apparently there's some crazy method. We'll have to, we'll have to both try it. (laughs) Don't tell anyone I ever date this, but we'll have to both try it and then uh, see if we all get boys. Compare notes. Yeah. Compare notes. Well, Tom had a girl. Oh yeah. There you go. Maybe he messed up. I gotta ask him if he did the uh, the old. Oh wait, you know what? Let me call him. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I, I don't want to get this graphic though. Oh okay, okay. I won't call. I was gonna ask him specifics. I was just gonna say, you know, I, the method, I think he's right? gonna respond with, spe- <laughs> with specifics. Okay, fine. I don't think there's a way around that. So what you do, Ty, is oh, okay. Mute it. <laughs> well. Do you really just want all boys? Uh, I wouldn't mind having a younger sister. I would want yeah. boys to be older and the girl oh, girls for sure. to be younger. Dude, my worst nightmare, my worst nightmare is having a girl first. Oh, that sounds terrible. Like I want at least one or two older brothers before I have a girl. Yeah, because you need the brothers to protect them. Oh, for sure. Um. And honestly, do you think this is accurate? Older sisters tend to be mean to their little brothers. I know all siblings fight, but I think older siblings tend to be mean to younger siblings. Like, I mean, period, me, me and Ethan board. were tight. Well, yeah, was like Tom mean to you guys when you were kids? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, 
and he was the oldest. And I was mean to my my younger siblings too, and I'm not proud of it, but I was. Um, and you know, I was I was the oldest. That's I think how it is. What do you think? Okay, so the middle, or I'm sorry, the oldest childs are just punks. Usually, the young kids are super successful. Like the younger the kid, they learn from all the older kids like stupid mistakes, and they kind of have like an advantage. I think so too. And then the middle is completely forgotten, which is what I am. The middle child. Damn. No one ever thinks about me. <laughs> this last last family vacation, massive family reunion, extended family and everybody. <laughs> Guess who the only person was that wasn't there? It was me. No one once and only were a middle child. Oh yeah, it's time. He's not a jerk and he's not successful. Just forget about him. <laughs> well, maybe that's it. Guess that's Wonder it. But the youngest siblings definitely get away with everything. Yes. Everything, dude. Incredibly so. And the parents also learn from the mistakes they've made with the however many older siblings. And so they, they yeah, they do kind of let them fly under the radar. They're just like, eh. Oh yeah, like you see how Ty's teeth are all crooked, and messed up. We'll get you braces, um, so you, so yours aren't like that. Um, even things like uh, private school. Like I wanted to go to like a private school. Bro, that's, that's so funny. We'll get you braces. You're not ugly like Ty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the weird thing is though. So I'm Robert Vernon. That's my first name, everybody. I go by my middle name, which is Tyler. Uh, Robert Vernon. I'm Robert Vernon the third. Grandpa's oh, Robert cool. Vernon. My dad's Robert Vernon. I'm Robert Vernon. But why didn't he name his firstborn son Robert Vernon? He skipped him and just went, okay, that's Tom. And I know this second one's going to be a clone of us. So we're going to name him Robert. Like, how do you... I don't understand that. I don't either. Because if you... If you look at photos of like my grandpa when he's younger, my dad and I are literal clones, like big forehead, like all this other stuff. It's weird, man. And my dad knew he sensed it. But hmm. Nope. Tom's not getting the name. It's Ty. So when did he name him? Like after he was born, did he look at him first? It was like, no, you're not fit for the <laughs> Ty name. Cast aside. Or did he just have a feeling beforehand? I don't know. I oh, I, I gotta ask him that. He just picks Tom up, looks him up and down, <laughs> looks down between the legs. Nope, not Robert. Take him away. <laughs> huh? And dude, I'm uh, so John, obviously John Green, and then I'm named after my uncle John Green who was named after my grandpa, John Rayner Green. Um, and then there's a lot of Johns going up the family tree there, but I unfortunately do not have a number. Well, I don't think I'm technically the third because I think you have to share middle mm-hmm. names and ours are all different. Ty, take whatever name you like. I choose Robert Vernon the third, RV3, like RG3. There you go. Dude, my grandpa used to call me JP or when I was a, a kid. And then Why? when he passed away, like a John or John Patrick, 
Oh yeah, yeah. Um, when he passed away, like no one really called me that. But I've been hmm. called JP. My mom calls me Mo- or uh, Johnny. And oh, that's, that's cool. pretty much the only person that calls me Johnny. Are you gonna name any of your kids John? Um, maybe. I'm definitely passing down the Robert. Have to. Yeah, I feel like I gotta pass down the John. So, and what my family does is they have all the um, all the names of their kids are based off like family members. So you either have a first name or a middle name of a relative. Super cool. Yeah. So a lot of names there. Wait, so what do you from. what do you like for kids' names? Are you more like traditional? Um, like, like if you're having a bunch of kids, what are you going to name them? Like traditional names, or are you going to go with like Caden, Braden, things like that? No, definitely traditional. Yes. Like, and like 100%. it's kind of Catholic tradition to name them after saints, which is why like all my siblings and cousins and I have names of saints. Um, mm. so it actually in France, it was, I may still be the law, but it was mandated, mandated by law for a while that you had to name your child after a saint. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's pretty cool. That's actually, that's actually pretty cool. What if, what if there was like a government incentive to where if you name one of your kids after like. Like just share like a single name with one of the founding fathers or, you know, like remarkable people in American history. They're like, we'll give you like a tax credit, a couple grand. It instills, you know, like, you know, pride in the government and the country. Be interesting. That would be interesting. Huh. Should try that. There you go. As soon as you become dictator for life. 100%. All right, John. You got any other questions? Um, no, but I did come up with a solution um, we had the other day for oh. kind of how to stop bad guys when we were talking about police okay. people. And this is more of an abstract solution. It involves target parking lots and target employees carrying around either tasers or some sort of paintball gun. And in order to deter bad people from coming to the stores, bear with me here, Ty, they use this method. (laughs) (laughs) So any person that comes to the store and has a shopping cart and they bring the shopping cart, get their food, bring the shopping cart out of the store, put the, put the food into their car. And then if they put the shopping cart back in the shopping cart row, where you're supposed to put it, you're fine. If you don't, the target employees descend down. They rappel down the front of the store and start running at you and just blasting you with paintball guns. Um, and then you just never return back to the store because you're scared of being attacked <laughs> by target employees with paintball guns. And the reason for this, I think, is the best way to deter crime because putting a shopping cart away, and this is a pet peeve of mine. This is why maybe I'm going oh, on a rant too. here. No, uh, I Putting a shopping it. cart away, it requires... Almost no effort. You get no nothing if you do it. So there's no incentive to do it. It's just the right thing to do. And no one will punish you if you don't do it. 
So I see it as the ultimate test of, and I do, I for sure, when I'm dating people, I for sure do this and look and see if they put the shopping cart away. Oh, because I for me, it's like a total so hard. test of their character. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, we are in full agreement on this. I judge people so hard, especially if they see me looking at them and then they'd like put the cart like, Bing, and they just like leave it in like the middle of something. Just kind of look at me. And instead of being ashamed, and going, I should put that back. They just continue on their way. Scum of the earth. Terrible. Yes. I also judge people off of how nice they are to people that they don't have to be nice to. AKA the server at the restaurant. Like, are you actually yeah. talking to them like a human? Or are you just putting up with their presence? Huge thing. I will literally <laughs> like well, I'm dating someone right now, so haven't been on another date in years. Um, but if I was going out with someone for the first time, and if I noticed that they weren't quite being kind to the uh, server, nothing outrageous, just I just sense like this pattern. Okay, I'll just go, okay, that was a great night. See you later. Never go out with them again. Yeah, I think that's definitely smart. Because if, if they're not going to... Because when you're on a date, like especially a first date, you're on your best behavior. Yeah. So if that's how you treat someone while you're like, you know, someone else is looking at you and you're trying to be on your best behavior, that cannot bode well. That's like the ultimate red flag. 100%. But yeah, that cart thing pisses me off. Same with people at the gym that don't re-rack weights or put them back where they're supposed to go. Just terrible human beings. Mine is listening to music on your cell phone. Oh. Or videos or speakerphone or anything like that. It drives me crazy. Like when you're in yeah. public, that is. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, people on their phone, speaker, public. What are you doing, man? It doesn't even have to be music. Just talking loudly to someone. Yeah, what's up? Hey, Um. yeah, okay. Oh. Get your life. Yep, it is the worst. We should just do like a pet peeves episode one of these yep, days. Well, this is definitely a good intro into it. Everybody, if you're listening, we know you are. If you got a pet peeve that like is actually a pet peeve, like don't just come up with stuff. Like the cart thing actually does really bother me. Um, email it to us at askaroundthecampfire@gmail.com. Get some crazy ones in there. Yeah, and our we keep looking at the uh, kind of demographics and everything here, and I'm surprised by how many people are listening. So thank you guys again. Um, and if y'all don't mind, give us a five star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcast or uh, Anchor, I believe as well, because that really helps out the algorithm. Um, oh yeah, and as Ty said, ask around the campfire at gmail dot com. Ty, anything else? little bit of a shorter episode today we're testing some stuff out to see what's what format's going to be for us uh yeah that's it for me though all right it's been good talking to you guys around the campfire and we will see you next time good night